This is Inputs, the podcast by Top Crop Manager, Canada's national source for the latest agronomic research, crop production, and technology trends. You've tuned in to hear conversations about relevant research, best production practices, and everything in between. Hi, I'm Stephanie Crowley, Editorial Director of Top Crop Manager. Today's episode of Inputs is the second and final bonus episode in our Harvest Hub series, featuring our Western field editor, Bruce Barker, and Charlie Spranger of PAMI. If you grow pulses in Western Canada, this is the episode for you. I don't want to spoil their conversation, but we've listed all of the resources Charlie mentions in the show notes, so be sure to check them out at topcropmanager.com podcasts. Also, be sure to catch Bruce and Charlie's conversation about grain storage, which aired earlier this week to kick off Harvest Hub, a week dedicated to sharing content and tips to help Canadian farmers prepare for a successful harvest. All of our Harvest Hub content can be found online at topcropmanager.com harvest hub. Enjoy. Today I'm talking to Charlie Springer, a project leader with PAMI at Portage La Prairie, Manitoba. Charlie, how long have you been with PAMI and what is your role there? Thanks for having me, Bruce. Um, I've been a project leader for our agricultural research engineering projects at PAMI for three years. Uh, so I manage a wide range of projects, topics of grain storage, harvest management, um, just to name a few. Okay. Uh, a couple of years ago, you were the principal investigator on a research trial looking at management of stored pulses. Uh, what, why was the research undertaken? So PAMI, is, uh, we've conducted several projects over the years to help develop better management practices uh, for storage and drying of grain of different commodities. Um, and pulse crops, uh, such as peas and lentils, are a fairly large number of acres, particularly in Saskatchewan. Um, and the information for safely storing and drying those crops was missing. So that's, that's the gap that we were looking to fill. Okay. So what were the objectives of the research? So we wanted to determine the effect of airflow rate um, on drying and cooling of peas and lentils, um, as well as to look at whether airflow rate has an effect on pea and lentil quality, particular germination. Okay. Now, how was the research conducted? How did you go about doing it? So our drying and storage trials, um, we we have a test bin set up in our humble um, Saskatchewan um, location. Uh, There's six bins, each 15 bushels. Um, and we can change the airflow rate um, on the fan, and we monitor real-time temperature, uh, humidity, uh, weight of the bins to, to monitor um, moisture uh, removal. So for this trial, um, we, it was over two years, we looked at red lentils and yellow peas in year one and green lentils and yellow peas in year two. We looked at the effect of 0.1 CFM per bushel, which is representative of aeration um, per cooling grain, as well as 1 and 2 CFM per bushel, representative of drying um, airflow rates, um, to look at the effect of those. The effect of ambient air conditions does have a significant effect on drying and cooling rates, so looking at the two different years um, was important um, to understand the average effect. Okay. So we ran those trials in in August and mid-September when they were harvested. Okay. So uh, what were some of the results? Uh, let's let's start with lentils. Yeah. So in the first year, our red lentils, we achieved, uh, we reached the safe storage moisture of 13% with an airflow rate of 2 CFM per bushel uh, was the only factor. And so that was a moisture reduction of about 0.6% in five and a half days. Um, the green lentils, 
Um, on the other hand, are safe to store um, less than 14%. The, our starting moisture was not too far away from that, so all of the airflow rates were able to achieve safe storage. Um, but at the high airflow rate, we were able to get a full 1% reduction in only two days, so much quicker drying time if the starting moisture content would have been higher. And all the, all the airflow rates helped to, to cool the grain, but that low, um, the low aeration rate um, is better at managing, reducing temperature fluctuations. Um, and then in our P trials, safe storage is around 16%. Uh, in year one, we went from 22% moisture to 16, so 6% uh, moisture reduction in just four days using the higher flow rate and um, in eight days when using the one CSM per bushel. Weather was unfavorable in year two, so we didn't get um, any good data for the peas. Um, for we didn't see any drying in year two. Okay. Was, what, uh, what, what kind of conditions were those that you observed? Uh, they were just really cool and damp. Um, it, ended up in the later of September when we got some rain um, and cool weather. Um, so the capacity to dry using just ambient air um, wasn't very good. So we saw um, just it maintained the, the conditions. Oh, okay. Um, one of the uh, objectives um, I understand was you were looking at um, trying to verif verify the uh, equilibrium moisture charts that um, are available for pea and lentil. Um, can you explain what those EMC charts are? Sure. Yeah, so e EMC uh, stands for Equilibrium Moisture Content. Their models are equations um, that take into account the ambient air temperature, humidity, and the grain type um, to determine whether or not uh, moisture will move out of the grain and into the air and achieve some drying. So. Well, we wanted to see if the existing um, charts for both peas and lentils were still applicable because as we introduce new varieties, um, those relationships could change. So in the red lentil trial, um, we found that the MC calculated was on average 3 to 4% lower than um, if you were to actually measure the, the moisture of collected samples. So that's one thing we noticed. Um, the other hand, green lentils, it was a pretty good fit as long as your, your air um, humidity was less than 50%. In peas, same thing, good fit in moisture, uh, in humidity less than 70%. Um, so in our, in our mind, uh, for green lentils and yellow peas, the, the charts are good to use. Um, on the red lentils, it appears that we might, there might be a need to, to, re, to update those charts for for current varieties. Okay. You also looked at resistance to airflow in pea and lentil. Uh, what, what did you find there? Yeah, so since airflow resistance or static pressure is used to size fans and, and quantify the airflow rate to make sure that you, you have enough airflow in your bin, we wanted to make sure that the existing tools for producers um, are, are up to date. Uh, we did find um, as we often see, that the measured values were higher than predicted in the charts, but a lot of that can be attributed to high dockage levels and um, and different ducting configurations. So it was within the the range that good, the trend is still valid. Okay, so uh, was there any effect on germination with the different airflows? 
Um, so we sent uh, samples to a third party um, for third party analysis in just the second year alone, and there really was no effective airflow rate on germination. Um, germination was above 96% for both peas and lentils after those trials, um, so we may not have seen um, the effect um, from that, but um, from what we could see, uh, there wasn't any effect on those higher airflow rates. So overall, um, what were your main conclusions of the study? So we definitely found out that airflow rate does have an effect on drying rate of pulses. Um, that higher to CFM per bushel um, airflow rate is recommended for pulses, pulses if you can achieve that in your bin. Um, but the one CFM can still be used um, if the ambient conditions are favorable, so you have good drying weather, um, but the drying period will be longer. Um, and just to keep in mind, the risk of spoilage will be greater. Cooling rates are comparable to other grains in that 24-hour range to cool a bin of grain after harvest. The existing EMC models that we mentioned might underestimate um, actual MC for red lentils, but the others are still valid for humidities under 70%. You, me you mentioned that um, airflow rates um, for both cooling and, and drying. Um, what other recommendations uh, would you have for pea and lentil growers based on, on this research? So the key thing to keep in mind is that um, both aeration and drying really depends a lot on your ambient conditions. Um, so to keep in mind what the, the air temperature and humidity is when you're trying to decide um, what um, air flows and how long to store your grain um, and whether it's safe to dry grain in bins. And we always recommend uh, monitoring your bin using temperature and moisture samples just to, to give yourself all the, the information and reduce risk in your bin. Okay. Where, where can growers go to get more information on, on managing pulses? So we have quite a few fact sheets um, on our PAMI website, which is pami.ca slash storage. There's a lot of good resources there. We've tried to compile for producers on all the commodities, but some specific to pulses. Um, but each of the provincial pulse commodity groups are good resources too. Okay. Charlie, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for tuning in to Inputs, the podcast by Top Crop Manager. To catch up on all of our other episodes, visit topcropmanager.com slash podcasts.